the truth to sink in, to kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time for the September 1st edition of Weekly Signal's Weekly Review, a free-form mash of current events compiled from the world's remaining newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped with moral clarity from Harper's Magazine and Harper's.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And now the news. I'm going to start off with Japan, because I think this is a big story. It is Japan. a big story. Japan ousted the conservative, and get this, this is kind of a tough four words to get through. The Conservative Liberal Democratic Party. Conservative Liberal, liberal Democratic, Democratic Party. Party. They, it's small c, because they are a conservative party, but they're the Liberal Democratic Party, and they're conservative. I understand that. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I understand the concept of being a liberal cons- or conservative liberal, yeah. or liberal conservative. I, I, anyway, yeah. yes, I understand. Well, that ends a 55-year uh, un- uninterrupted rule <sighs> by the Liberal Democratic Party. That would be, you know, we're talking like World War II here. Yeah, just I mean, just yeah. after the Korean War, this this party came into power and has been since. And oh. the Democratic Party leader, mm-hmm. that's not the Liberal Democratic Party. This is the the party that defeated the Liberal Democratic Party, the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. which is actually more liberal than the Liberal Democratic Party. So this is guys uh, seen as kind of a repudiation of some of the policies yeah. of this past government, I would assume, right? Yeah, the leader of the of the winners, the Democratic Party, yeah. Yukio Hatoyama, mm-hmm. Hatoyama. Mm-hmm. Who is a longtime critic of Japan's close relationship with the United States? Oh, Uh-oh, oh, not good. is expected to become Japan's new prime minister. Hmm. So we're going to have maybe a little butting of heads with Japan. He called for Hatoyama, questioned the role of the fifty thousand American troops deployed throughout Japan, hmm. and said that maybe we ought to take them out. That's what he called for, and he said he would not renew the mandate for Japanese ships on a refueling mission in the Indian Ocean in support of the U.S.-led military activities in Afghanistan. Well, yeah. Well, now that's a, that's a big deal. And why, did, if you ask any American walking down the street, did you know we still have fifty thousand troops in Japan? They would just—I'm sure they would be a very puzzled look on their face, befuddled, uh, if you will. That we still have 50,000 troops that's in Japan. That's to protect us from the communist, Mike. Well, that's you true. Understand yeah, that's these right. Things? I understand. So, well, well, wow, that's a, that is a big development, by the way. Yep. Big, big so big. let's move on because we just mentioned Afghanistan. Yeah. yeah we'll wow. move into ex- Afghanistan. What's going on there? You remember <laughs> Stanley McChrystal. He's the, the commander of U.S. and NATO forces in mm. Afghanistan. He requested that the Afghan army and police forces be nearly doubled in size. It's kind of like the fire raging, uh, raging in Los Angeles mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. You want to double the size. Of the fire. It's kind of an exponential thing because, you know, you double, you double, you double, you double, (laughs) and and pretty soon you can reach, you know, the sun. (laughs) Exactly right. Well, uh, yeah, this is some kind of report he put together for Congress or for, yeah, that he says we need double the sort. Wait, he's saying double the amount of Afghan forces. Afghan forces. Uh American in in Afghanistan? He wants to increase everything. Okay. And double the Afghan forces and police. Gotcha. Yeah, Afghan army and police forces. Meanwhile... Richard Holbrook, the U.S. Special Envoy to Afghanistan, held in what was termed an explosive meeting. Mm. I think they had kind of a disruptive dinner beforehand. <laughs> lots, lots, lots of peppers and whatnot. <laughs> Known it's, for their spicy food, are yes, they? Yes. Uh, uh, okay. So yeah. Holbrook had an explosive meeting with Afghan President Hamid Karzai over the country's recent election, which Holbrook didn't like too much. Apparently not. He said that uh, there, he, he pretty much told Karzai there was ballot stuffing on... Which there was, part. which there was, yeah. Apparently, the low there was a there, by all reports it was a very low voter turnout in uh, Afghanistan, which really helped somebody if you wanted to commit fraud. 
Uh-huh. Low voter turnout says, well, I don't have to worry about not counting ballots. I just put in the ballots I want. Yeah. And that's what was happening. Apparently, mostly in the southern part of Afghanistan, a lot yeah. of voter fraud going on. Uh, also in Afghanistan. Which, by the way, just one last little interesting sideline yeah. to that, which is they that uh, apparently Karzai, through his uh, friends and allies, made a deal with the Taliban. Because remember, the Taliban were saying that if you... Um, if you were if they found any purple on your finger, oh, yeah. meaning you voted, then you were going to be they were going to cut off the finger. They're going to do something bad to you. So, in a sense, the Taliban aided and abetted his ability to be able to commit fraud, at least his his people to commit fraud, because these people didn't want to go to the polls. Yeah. as I said, so it helped in a, in a perverse way, helped. Awesome. fraud. And also, in regards to Afghanistan, yes, a Democrat. Senator Russ Feingold of Wisconsin mm-hmm. became the first senator to call for a withdrawal table That's just crazy talk. from Afghanistan. He wants he wants to uh, get out of there, and he wants to know when we're getting out of there. <sighs> yeah, also, there also in Afghanistan, oh my God. at least 43 people were killed and another 65 wounded in a bombing in the city of Kandahar. Ah. So it's not good. And that's also in the southern part of it. Also in Afghanistan. Wait a minute. Hold on. (laughs) The family of Mohammad Jawad announced plans to sue the U.S. government for imprisoning their child for more than six years at Guantanamo. After his release earlier this week, last week, Jawad said he was tortured and threatened into confessing to throwing a grenade at a U.S. soldier. When when he was 12 years old, by the way. He was imprisoned (laughs) when he was 12. Yeah. They okay. they tortured him for, for six years and tortured him yeah. for much of that time and yep God absolutely bless, God bless America. Well, let's move away from Afghanistan because it's icky there. It is icky. Iraqi officials were warning that southern Iraq is facing the worst water shortage since the dawn of Iraqi civilization. Oh my God. Hmm. Well, it just keeps drying up over there. What do you expect? I well, mean, they did they did have kind of lush gardens I hear at one time and then they overplanted like California did. Yes, that's true. And and that's and, true. and they're drying out. I I suppose they had fires and heat waves and salty uh, fields and turned into what they're now. Wasn't it at one time called the Gardens of Babylon? Wasn't there such a back in the the lore of many thousands of years ago that it was a very lush? I think, I think Brother Bob spoke of lush, those gardens yes, too. Yeah, yes, he did. Up to two million people could be left without electricity, and almost as many could be be, uh, be deprived of drinking water. Oh, that is. So we're going to talk two million people without drinking water in uh, Iraq if things continue the way they are. An aide to Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas said the Palestinian leadership, we're moving countries again, will not resume peace talks with Israel unless Washington persuades Israel to freeze settlement activity. So no more settlement, and uh, then we'll talk about it. Well, so, which I, to me seems reasonable since that's in, in accordance with international uh, accords on this, yeah. that, that the Israelis will stop the developments and allow the Palestinians some opportunity for self-governance. Meanwhile, Palestinian Prime Minister Salid Fayyad unveiled a plan that he says will build the institutions and infrastructure necessary to declare a provisional Palestinian state within the next two years. Wow. Yeah. He said his government is seeking a state within the 1967 borders. Which is, was, as I said, yeah. which was exactly. what they agreed upon, I believe, in the 70s, sometime in the 70s. It was an accord that said that they would eventually return to those border. Yes, sir. Yeah. And in Israel, mm-hmm. you know, the prime minister, a former prime minister, Olmert, was indicted on corruption charges. Oh, there you go. Uh-huh. 
They, <laughs> Just like took, America. Yeah. Took cash payments from U.S. businessmen. Oh. Oh. They do have a thriving democracy there in Israel, Advanced don't they? Advanced the interest of clients of a former law partner. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. And double-billed Israeli charities for overseas travel expenses. Well, that's a new one. Well, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's pretty creative. They're creative, there. yeah. Yeah. During mm -hmm. fundraising trips. Okay. Staff at the U.S. State Department. We're going to move again. Yeah. To Honduras. Ooh. U.S. State Department recommended that the ouster of Honduran President Manuel Zelaya be officially declared a military coup. And you say, well, okay, those are just words, but it, what it would mean is that the Obama administration would be forced to cut off as much as $150 million in U.S. funding to Honduras. Meanwhile, uh, Clinton, Hillary's not saying anything about this. As Secretary of State, she's kind of, since it's the State Department saying well, that, she's the boss, she has to say, uh, yeah, you're right. And I don't, I don't know if this is a complicating factor, but uh, there's a couple of ex-Clinton administration people who are doing PR work for this current, the yeah. current Honduran government, uh -huh. the military government. Lonnie Davis is one, and there's a few others. But I don't know if they're lobbying uh, Hillary to, to, to hold off on doing this, but uh, these people took over. I mean, I don't know exactly. This is the problem with the Honduras. I don't exactly know what happened, but it doesn't sound good when the military comes in and kicks out a, a duly elected guy. Yeah. That just that doesn't sound like right. Sounds like a coup to me. Yeah. Sounds like the definition of a coup. It certainly does. The British government decided it was in the overwhelming interests of the United Kingdom to make Ali Mohammed Al-Magrahi, mm -hmm. the Lockerbie bomber for the rest of you, eligible for return to Libya. That's what leaked letters revealed. So they, they did. It was in the interest of the United Kingdom to release him. Let and me guess what this had ask, to do with. We yeah. talked about this last yeah. week a bit. Gordon Brown's government made the decision after discussions between Libya and BP. Ooh, Ooh British, would that be British, <laughs> British petroleum? petroleum? Yes, yeah. it might be. Over a multi-million pound oil exploration deal In had Libya. hit difficulties. So they are having troubles with the oil deal. Oh. They release so the Lockerbie we, bomber, and now everything's resolved. So we do know what the value of 270-something people are. Uh, well, that's kind of a, a radical way of looking at it. It's not. It's not quite that cut and dry i know i know what, we know uh, what the value of a uh of, of a dying terrorist is a lot of oil yeah 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 there you go uh, Better way to look at it. or a different way at home yes senator edward kennedy died of brain cancer at 77 mm -hmm. yeah a lot of people are dying of brain cancer these days it's all uh, cell phones it's all in cell phones. <laughs> telling you. Well, I don't know. I don't know either. I, you I know, just said, I just said that because seen a picture of Edward Kennedy on a cell phone. That's because you're not supposed to. It's yeah, all yeah. part of the yeah. AT&T's massive conspiracy. To Eric Sanger, uh, director at the Sean Hannity, Hannity Hannity show, said, "Hopefully, this event will mark the end of this repugnant family." He was speaking about the Kennedys. Who said this? This was Eric Sanger, a director at the Sean Hannity show. <laughs> there you go. Uh, there you go. Wow. That's, that's good to know. Yeah. I, you know, K Kennedy had a lot of uh, faults. Yeah. And, and he was a great compromiser. Yeah, he was. I, I don't know how productive that was for the country. Right. But at the same time, he did move things forward, yeah. and he did have certain uh, 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 issues that he dealt with that, other people were afraid to touch, right. and that's that's his well. This is saving a, grace. This is always the thing that we go through. The media goes through this deification, and then there's this kind of the well, maybe not so much, and then they go the other direction, yeah. and you tear them down, and for unjustifiable reasons. 
Kennedy was a good good man, good liberal in, in a lot of ways, but he wasn't the be-all and end-all. He did compromise on some things that I think were pretty core value yeah. as far as the, Demo- the liberal liberal issues were concerned, including NAFTA yeah. and a few other things like that where he really did roll over No Child Left Behind. There were a couple other things, but God rest his soul and all that stuff. You know, he, he is yeah. what he is, a flawed man like we yeah. all are. He said that, too. He wrote a letter to the Pope, too. Yeah. And the Pope said nothing in return. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh. I imagine it's because of abortion. Pope's still ticked off about the abortion <laughs> stuff. <laughs> he might he might yeah. not have let that one go yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he's but the 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 the, the, the one the one important issue obviously everyone knows, which is health care. Yeah. And that's the one thing he wanted to see done and maybe just maybe this gives a little more political momentum to getting some real insurance company reform. Let's stop calling it health care reform. Yeah. Let's call this insurance company reform. Yeah. Or health insurance company, whatever. Uh, and it's official, Mike. Bernard Bernanke has yeah. been appointed oh, now to the as chairman of the Federal Reserve. Yeah. Also, a new Senate bill appears to permit the president, that would be uh, Barack Obama, to seize temporary control of private sector telecommunications and Internet networks during a so-called cybersecurity emergency. What do you think of that? Well, I mean, I understand to some degree yeah. what's going on yeah. here, but uh, it all frightens me in all these cases is who decides what a cyber security exactly. emergency is right uh, right is it is it someday going to be john ashcroft and tom ridge again yeah. or is it going to be somebody much more benign than that and you're right i mean if suddenly on our all of our computer screens across america we saw nothing but uh, osama bin laden's face yeah you know and that's all we could and, get and he says i have your bank records and i'm going to Take all your money yeah, out. I understand yeah. that maybe we might want to step in and do yeah. something about it, but I don't think that that's likely based on everything I know about the Internet. Yeah. It's very unlikely you could seize control of the Internet in yeah. any significant way. Uh, so I don't even understand what this is about. This just seems like one of those kind of uh, camel's nose under the, under the tent kind of thing. This yeah. starts a process which we will eventually go, how did we get here? What happened? Why is it now that they're able to interfere with our Internet service? I think they're more concerned with just military secrets yeah. leaking out, yeah. and, and yeah. they would shut down the whole Internet if they feared that somebody was breaking into the uh, Pentagon security. But what, again, what frightens me is where's the limit? Where, yeah. where do they shut exactly. it down? Who oversees these people yeah. in, 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 in doing this kind of thing? Yeah. A new study shows that half of the $1.1 million in campaign donations given to the group of right-leaning Democrats known as the Blue Dog Coalition mm. came from the pharmaceutical health care and health insurance so, industry. It's so surprising, mm-hmm. the fact that they're fighting so hard to keep that from happening. The uh, nation's largest bailed-out banks have made $6 million in contributions to members of Congress uh, during uh, since last November. Mm. That's a lot. Just want to let you know. Mm-hmm. Those bailed-out banks are spending their money wisely. Mm-hmm. Also, a uh, study showed that uh, most of the top lenders eligible for billions of dollars under the government's homeowner assistance program were also key players in the subprime loan market. So what you seem to be saying here is that money makes things happen in, in, in our society with Congress yeah. and with business and with cheating. Cheating. Seems to cheating really seems be the kind of the, really the thread, right the, the common the thread list. here, conning us and, and just basically outright stealing money right. from us. Huh. Who would have thought? Uh, and meanwhile, the Obama administration is predicting a $9 trillion deficit over the next 10 years. It's nearly $2 trillion more than they projected in March. 
It's, so at this rate, it will grow like that fire, the, the station fire. It'll exponentially get larger and larger. I pray to God that these, this sort of the economy turns around and this all sort of evaporates, but it has become a number that's beyond comprehension. That's just, I guess that's the bottom Comcast, line. the nation's largest cable television provider, won a federal court ruling that it will allow it to grow even larger. Yeah. They tossed out the Federal Communications rule, Commission rule that prevented cable companies from, from controlling more than 30% of the market. U.S. Chamber of Commerce, uh, trying to ward off potentially sweeping federal emissions regulations, was pushing the Environmental Protection Agency to hold a rare public hearing on the scientific evidence for man-made climate change. The <laughs> Chamber of Commerce, yeah, okay. This is going to be kind of a, a scopes monkey trial. That's what it is. The U.S. Forest Service warned campers to look out for marijuana growers who can be identified by, and this is, quote, tortilla packaging beer cans, spam, tuna, tacate beer cans, <laughs> and the sound of Spanish music. Well, that sounds every, yeah. like every gardener in, uh, in, in Southern California, yeah. doesn't when, it? When I go of... camping, said an immigrant <laughs> right activist, I'll sure be playing nothing but Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just give these people uh, that are doing this just some cores. Yeah, and yeah, and some and some, the, and some flatbread, and yeah. you're covered. You yeah. got it. Basically, <laughs> we're all done. Yeah, go undercover. <laughs> you could go undercover and do all yeah. you want at that point. Yeah. Well. A new study showed that referees tend to judge athletes who wore red to be winners in close matches. Well, that's they actually old. photoshopped the thing, showed it on television to referees, and and if it was a close match, all they had to do was switch the co- color of wow. the two competitors, and they always went with, and not always, but. Predominantly went with the uh, red. It's the Tiger Woods effect. Although in his sport, you can't really. Yeah, it's not a judgment call. You either make it. In the That's hole why either. the Angels changed their colors. That's probably why. That's why the Dodgers are losers. You got? No, they didn't. They no, they're doing good. Yeah. And they got some good Tomei people. And, yeah, they got yeah, some good. Garland, I can't believe yeah. they got who they got. Yeah, yeah exactly. And Garland's gonna be Garland. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, I didn't got much. I did the thing about Cheney squealing like a stuffed pig or yeah. the torture stuff. Yeah, you know, that kind of news just kind of, it's like, yeah. so what? Yeah. I mean, that's what you expect. Yeah. We we said you torture people and it didn't work, so you're going to say, no, it did work. It did and work, and damn This I'm is gonna outrageous. Tor- and I'm going to torture you if I get the chance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. Nah, 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 torture nah, us with your nah, damn nah. presence is what you do. And finally, a deaf-blind 16-year-old dog named Louie died after being left alone for hours in the hot car of Robin Starr. CEO of the Richmond, Virginia Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Weekly Signals Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.